No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome back to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. While traveling from Mount Sinai to the Promised Land, Israel craved meat. God would give them what they craved, but it would bring leanness to their soul. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Numbers chapter 11 on Simply the Bible. Have you ever seen a spoiled child? Of course you have. You see them whining and crying in the grocery store because their mom won't give them the one thing they crave. But sometimes we grown-ups can be just as spoiled. The children of Israel complained and wept because they didn't have meat. Moses had had enough. He told God that if this was the way he was going to be treated, then he wanted the Lord to take him home. We pick it up in Numbers eleven sixteen. So the Lord said to Moses, Gather to me seventy men of the elders of Israel, whom you know to be the elders of the people and officers over them. Bring them to the tabernacle of meeting that they may stand there with you. Then I will come down and talk with you there. I will take of the spirit that is upon you and will put the same upon them, and they shall bear the burden of the people with you that you may not bear it yourself alone. One of the greatest joys in ministry is having qualified people to whom you can pass on stuff. My pastor used to say to me that the joy of leadership is that you take the bull by the horns, you look him square in the eyes, and then you pass him on to an assistant. Moses was burdened with the complaining of the people to the point that he was ready to die. God heard his cry and graciously provided another solution. Seventy elders who would assist him. God would take of the spirit that was on Moses and put the same spirit upon them so that they would bear the burden of the people along with him. The beautiful thing is that because the Holy Spirit is God, he is limitless. As the Lord took some of the spirit that was on Moses and put the same spirit upon the elders, It wasn't like Moses had any less. There was plenty of the Spirit to go around for all. This is an important lesson for us to understand. We can become exhausted and overwhelmed trying to control everything. But God never asked us to do that. Wisdom is to do the part that God has called us to do and let the Spirit control the work by anointing and empowering others. Then you don't get burned out in the ministry. True, it won't always go our way, but then where did God ever say that our way is His way? The wisdom of humility is knowing our own limitations. Verse 18, Then you shall say to the people, Consecrate yourselves for tomorrow, and you shall eat meat. For you have wept in the hearing of the Lord, saying, Who will give us meat to eat? For it was well with us in Egypt. Therefore the Lord will give you meat, and you shall eat. You shall eat not one day, nor two days, nor five days, nor ten days, nor twenty days, but for a whole month until it comes out of your nostrils and becomes loathsome to you because you have despised the Lord who is among you and have wept before him saying, why did we ever come up out of Egypt? 
God would give the people the meat that they craved, but he would give them so much that they would become sick of it. The manna that they had been living on was a staple, but the meat that they craved was a delicacy, and it would not have the same longevity in satisfying them. That's the way it is often with the cravings of our flesh. We think that we will be satisfied by giving in to them, but really they don't satisfy. And in the end, we often feel worse than we had before the craving. I remember as a kid, I was probably nine years old. I went to a summer camp and there was a long distance between where we camped and where the water supply was. Well, they told us to fill up our canteens with water, but I thought I knew better. So I made instant lemonade. Now, for the next three days, all I drank was lemonade. Let me tell you, I got so sick of lemonade, I couldn't even touch it for several years after that. Now, why was the Lord going to let them get sick on the meat that they craved? Because they had despised him. They said, it was well for us in Egypt. We never should have come out. And that was greatly offensive to the Lord, who had delivered them from the bitter bondage with a mighty hand and outstretched arm. But this is the problem with the deceitful desires of our flesh. We remember the good old days of pleasure before we were saved, but we quickly forget the bitter bondage of being slaves to our sin. Verse 21, Moses said, The people whom I am among are 600,000 men on foot, yet you have said I will give them meat that they may eat for a whole month. Shall flocks and herds be slaughtered for them to provide enough for them? Or shall all the fish of the sea be gathered together for them to provide enough for them? Now the people's complaining and weeping had led to Moses not believing that God could do what he promised. Moses was such a great man of faith that such lapses were rare. But the murmuring and complaining of those around you can challenge any person's faith. It is interesting that Moses brought forth two scenarios by which he thought God would provide the meat, but neither one was God's way of doing it. God has ways and means that we know nothing about, which is why it's foolish for us to lean on our own understanding. Verse 23, And the Lord said to Moses, Has the Lord's arm been shortened? Now you shall see whether what I say will happen to you or not. Really, if we think about it, what is too hard for the Lord? When Mary questioned Gabriel as to how she would give birth to Jesus, being that she was a virgin, the angel replied, For with God nothing will be impossible. One of my favorite verses in the New Testament, especially when I'm praying, is Ephesians 3.20. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. What a promise. It's so easy for us to limit God because we confine him to what we think he can do. Better to simply believe in what he has said. Verse 24. So Moses went out and told the people the words of the Lord, and he gathered the 70 men of the elders of the people and placed them around the tabernacle. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke to him and took of the spirit that was upon him and placed the same upon the 70 elders. And it happened when the spirit rested upon them that they prophesied, although they never did so again. One of the evidences of being filled with the spirit is the gift of prophecy. 
Now, many people misunderstand this gift as meaning that a person foretells the future. A person prophesying can speak of future events, but the prophecy doesn't have to concern the future. It's better for us to think of prophecy not as foretelling, but as forthtelling. A person prophesying speaks forth the word of God. In the book of Acts, the gift of prophecy often accompanied the filling of the Spirit. But for the 70 elders who prophesied, this was a one-time event. Verse 26. But two men had remained in the camp. The name of one was Eldad, and the name of the other, Medad. And the Spirit rested upon them. Now they were among those listed, but who had not gone out to the tabernacle, yet they prophesied in the camp. And a young man ran and told Moses and said, Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp. Now, for whatever reason, Eldad and Medad were part of the 70, but they weren't with the others at the tabernacle when the Spirit came down upon them. But the Spirit rested upon them anyway, and they prophesied in the camp. A young man heard them and ran and told Moses about it within Joshua's hearing. So Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant, one of his choice men answered and said, Moses, my Lord, forbid them. Then Moses said to him, Are you zealous for my sake? Oh, that all the Lord's people were prophets and that the Lord would put his spirit upon them. And Moses returned to the camp, he and the elders of Israel. Now, Joshua may have thought that for them to prophesy outside the court of the tabernacle was taboo, but he represents many who are somehow threatened when God uses others outside of their little group. It is the sectarian spirit that says, us for and no more. But I love Moses' response. Oh, that all the Lord's people were prophets and that the Lord would put his spirit upon them. From Moses' perspective, it would make his job a lot easier if the Spirit was upon all the people and they all spoke forth the Word of God. And truly, what a wonderful, loving, harmonious place the church is when everyone is walking in the Spirit and speaking forth God's words that edify, encourage, and comfort. Verse 31. Now a wind went out from the Lord, and it brought quail from the sea, and left them fluttering near the camp, about a day's journey on this side, and about a day's journey on the other side, all around the camp, and about two cubits above the surface of the ground. And the people stayed up all that day, all night, and all the next day, and gathered the quail. He who gathered least gathered ten homers, and they spread them out for themselves all around the camp. God brought quail that fluttered within three feet of the ground for a day's walk in any direction. A day's walk is thought to have been about 20 to 25 miles. That is quite a lot of quail. The people were so motivated by their craving that they stayed up for about 36 hours to gather them all. The person who gathered the least amount gathered 10 homers. Now, a homer is about 58 gallons, so 10 homers would be 580 gallons of quail, or about 18 garbage cans full. Now that's a bunch of birds. Verse 33, While the meat was still between their teeth, before it was chewed, the wrath of the Lord was aroused against the people, and the Lord struck the people with a very great plague. So he called the name of that place 
Kibroth Hateva, because there they buried the people who had yielded to craving. From Kibroth Hateva, the people moved to Haziroth and camped at Haziroth. Now, the first question I have is what did they do with all those birds? Some commentators say that they filleted them and dried them out in the sun, sort of a quail jerky. Others say that they cooked them all in a pot. We're not really told, so we don't know for sure. But the main point is that they gorged themselves. Before they could even swallow the meat, however, God's anger was aroused so that he struck the people with a plague. We're not told how many people died, but Kibroth, Hateava, means graves of lust. How terrible. Psalm 106 recounts this sad lesson. They soon forgot his works. They did not wait for his counsel, but lusted exceedingly in the wilderness and tested God in the desert. And he gave them their request, but sent leanness into their soul. If we crave something bad enough, God may indeed give us what we desire. But how often it brings leanness to the soul. How many times people have ended their lives in graves of lust because they would not crucify their cravings. May God help us learn to be content with the daily manna he provides by his grace. Man does not live by bread alone or even by meat, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to any previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com, click on Program Archives, and scroll down to Simply the Bible. We've all said things that we shouldn't. Tomorrow we'll see where Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses and got called out by the Lord. We hope you'll join us as we continue through the book of Numbers on Simply the Bible.